0: the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Pat Bava. Pat, you are the CEO of Pick My Kid. And you're on the web at pickmykid.com. That's P-I-K, mykid.com. Pat, thank you so much for joining us. Awesome, is uh, thank you
1: for inviting me. Pleasure and, to be uh, here. Yeah, give us a high level overview. What is Pick My Kid? Sure. Um, so you know how you know everybody must have experienced at some point in their life, whether you have kids or not, that at two thirty when the bell rings in any school, there's absolute chaos. Which happens, uh, you know, kids uh, running around uh, in the school neighborhood, hundreds of cars snaking around, teachers armed with walkie talkies and clipboards oh, trying gosh. to manage that oh, whole geez. chaos. Yeah. Oh well you know not not long ago i was in in the middle of the chaos and then i realized there's got to be a better way uh, and so what we do is provide uh dismissal automation solutions to schools to make sure every child is in the right car make sure the parents uh, are able to uh, drive in drive out without waiting 30 40 minutes and yeah. uh, end of the day you know we save time for teachers we make our kids safer in schools and the administrators, you know, we reduce their uh, burden on on anxiety levels, which happened then. Of- yeah,
0: no kidding. All right, um, yeah, because it could get really complicated. Uh, I'm just thinking of, you know, maybe unique circumstances where, you know, even there may be confusion from a, um, you know, maybe a a two um, household
1: family yeah, with a kid, issues, and pools, all yeah. kinds of uh, chaos.
0: Yeah, no kidding. All right, so can you kind of, I'm really curious about the technology and if you could um, explain like I'm five, how does it work?
1: <laughs> yeah, like five, I do that all the time in the team. Yeah, but... right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, in my role, Pat, you don't know how helpful that is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before I get into the technology, I just want to uh, you know give you an uh, uh, end user's perspective, why it was so important for us yeah. and why we went about putting a technology in place in the first place, right? Uh, so i you know my background i'm not in technology i'm i'm uh and i'm not an edtech so i have no business doing this technically speaking uh but you know i'm a serial entrepreneur i built and sold a few different businesses uh, about 6 years ago when i was when i sold my last business i told my wife i want to take a few months off do nothing uh well you know how that all uh, rolls right a uh, couple of weeks later my wife was like the least you can do is go pick up your daughter from school mm-hmm. um I yeah, didn't think much of it, put my Netflix on pause, jumped in the car, reached the school. Uh, I wasn't prepared to see the you know, absolute chaos there, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> Kids running around, walkie-talkies, the same chaos I explained. Yeah. 30 yeah. minutes later, I, I go to the head of the line. The teacher opens the car door, puts the kid in my car, waves me away. And as I'm pulling out, I turned around. I'm looking at this white kid sitting in the back of my car. <gasps> no (laughs) and my my daughter was missing so uh, at that time it was really hair-raising it it was uh, I flipped my top I I blamed the teachers I blamed everybody there including myself like what are we doing here you know Um, uh, but the more I looked into it I realized that you know um, the problem is universal and we take it for granted that they cannot be a solution right we left we leave the teachers and principals to their own devices. And it's very sad when I really looked into the problem, I realized in today's day and age, we spend more money and technology guarding eggs and milk in a grocery store than what we used to know. you know make our kids safe in schools in yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm. So it was nobody's, you know, nobody had taken the ownership to solve that. The teachers and principals were left to their own devices. Uh, and the problem was just there for everybody to see, but nobody did anything about it, right? So that was really jarring for me because I had never been in the system. I was, so to speak, an outsider and I was just thrown into it and I questioned everything. Um, and so when we started building the technology, coming back to your question around that, I realized that reason, there were reasons why there is no technology available in the market to solve this problem because it is A, so chaotic there are so many stakeholders. It's extremely difficult to get everybody on the same page and really come up with a technical solution which really addresses the core of the problem and make teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, it was a really difficult uh, rubric to solve, right? So we yeah. started as a small project, and what I learned was, you know, we should have zero dependencies on any hardware because schools cannot afford to buy expensive, you know, cameras and scanners and all these other, you know, stuff. Uh, there shouldn't be any uh, uh, biometrics because the kids should be, you know, absolved of any responsibilities in that, you know, and data and privacy issues. So we had to come up with a unique solution, which is zero hardware dependencies, zero biometrics, and zero involvement from the kids, yet make them central focus to how we solve that, right? So we came up with a, a really, you know, at that time, really a, a, a unique ba- uh, solution, which is when a school comes on board, we set a kind of a geofence around the school, say 300 yards, 200 yards, depending on whether it's urban or rural. It's just a virtual geofence. And then we we uh, parents download an app. And every time a parent enters the geofence within the dismissal time window, there's an automatic digital handshake. So we exactly know who's in the line, what position they are, who they have custody for the day. And, and all this number is crunched and linearly sequenced. And that data is presented to the school in a very easy to use dashboard so they can pull it up in their classroom and in the cafeteria. So the kids are not running helter skelter. They're just sitting doing their work. They're looking, oh, my dad just pulled up and I pick up my backpack. I walk away and everything works like a conveyor belt, but for which we really had to get the technology right.
0: Yeah, Pat, it seems a little audacious of you to create a solution like this if you've not been in this space before, <laughs> and I would imagine one of the challenges then is how do you bring something like this to market, right? So it's not like I mean, I guess you could start with your own school district and yeah, stroll yes. into the superintendent's office and say, "Look what I got you yep. know after yep. you've done all of the development and I, yeah. I you know what was that, but did you did you go mVP first and then how did you do that? how did you validate the offer or validate the idea and then kind of you know get those initial orders?
1: Great question. I think it it is you know uh. Startup 101 life cycle we went through. Uh, we thought, hey, we have the solution. It's a no-brainer. I walk into any school, they will be thankful that I have the <laughs> solution and they would, you know, pay me whatever mm-hmm. I ask for, right? That is the assumption you start with. Uh, but lo and behold, we failed miserably in our first iteration. I know before the before we the cameras were rolling, we you asked a question: is it B2B or B2C? We thought it's a perfect B2C play, wherein any parent wouldn't bat an eyelid to pay a couple dollars to download the app and it should be. No problem at all. So our first iteration was a B2C play. We failed miserably, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we flipped it around. We said, okay, let's- uh, Yeah, so
0: what you were thinking, you would get the parents to pay or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Parents would pay for download, uh, but it just didn't work for various reasons. Mm -hmm. I can go on for hours, but- Yeah. uh, And then we flipped it around. We said, okay, let's solve for schools. Uh, So our initial MVP we created for schools. uh, And then- we went to a daughter's school and we said they loved it. They started using it. Uh, but that's a whole different game to go to the districts and get them to pay for it. Uh, nope. so, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so, so that's where, you know, I learned a lot of uh, hard things uh, about ed tech, about the idiosyncrasies of how school districts work, who pays for what, what is budget oh, line geez, item, like, yeah. and, you know, the whole uh, public sector mindset Um uh, so, so it was a big learning for me, uh, to say the least, but uh, to answer your question directly, we went through a lot of learnings and and uh, ultimately we asked ourselves, who do we serve and uh, the why of why we started? Because if we didn't have that focus on why we are doing what we're doing, we would have given up a long time ago, right? We intrinsically believe that we're making kids safer and saving time for our teachers and helping our principals be more productive. What's more noble than that? So we stayed focused on the core people we're trying to serve and just build everything around it. So, uh, yeah. Now, how do you grow
0: this platform now? Like, what is your strategy for getting
1: this in front of more superintendents? Sure. Um, so, uh, earlier on, what we realized is that um, um, the, 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 um, the schools by default did not have a budget line item to address this problem yeah. it was just assumed this problem is something everybody has to live with so nobody wanted to pay for something which never existed right even though it could solve you know a big problem and then there was a there was a dichotomy between the uh, the beneficiaries and actually the decision makers at the district level since the decision makers at district level were actually paying for it, but they were never held responsible for the problem. So that uh, dichotomy actually prevented us from getting some early inroads. So what we said is, let's just turn this thing around and let's say, let's put the problem out there and let's talk to these early adopters who are really passionate mm-hmm. to solve it and let's only focus on them. So our early go-to-market strategy was just inbound organic, talking to real problems uh, uh, facers, and to really give them the solution. We got really early traction um, from early adopters who were passionate about solving the problem. Um, But then eventually, in fact, the last four years, five years, 100% of our deals were inbound organic. So when they have a problem, they go and search. We own the SEO space. Even though the traffic volume was really low, Who were searching for the solution. We really owned that. We became a market leader. We created the concept. Uh, And we started selling the solution. But now, four years, five years later, we really have to, if you have to maintain the same growth rate, we realize that we got to open up other venues of getting in front of schools and principals. Now we go to trade shows. We go to industry publications. A lot has been written about us. We have dozens of white papers on the efficacy analysis, on the carbon footprint uh, impact we've done. Now people are sitting up and taking notice like, oh, it really works? And it really matters. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so where do you go from here? <laughs> that's the million-dollar question, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we scale? How do we grow the team? How do we? Yeah. Uh,
0: right. Right. Um, what What's
1: the What's the team like right now? So right now uh, we are about uh, fifty team members, uh, about forty eight or so. Um, well, that's pretty. That's pretty fast. Pretty quick. Yeah, it, it, we've been growing at about. Uh, 40 to 60% year over year, every year for the last five years. Good. Uh, In between, we have doubled a couple of years, you know, but, uh, but an average grow at about 50 to 70% ish. We continue to to grow in that kind of a pace uh, for which we, um, uh, we have to grow the team in anticipation of every new school year, because every school year, uh, our our major selling season, or major, uh, season in which we get a lot of visibility and interest is in Q3 because back to school, you know, tons of kids come back and that, oh, shit moment comes up and mm-hmm. then, you know, they're looking for solution. Oh, uh, so yeah. every year we get that compounded interest uh, from uh, the schools looking for a solution. And, uh, and so every year we have to ramp up our team in anticipation of that Q3. Um, and moving forward from here, um, like I said, we can't sit back on the laurels. Uh, of of being the pioneers and creating the system. Uh, because uh, guess what? you know, four years ago when we started, we were you know one of uh, the only player in the market. and today there is about a dozen other products which kind of sort of do what we do and kind of sort of doubt that they do what we do, but yeah. not really. Uh, but we got to live with them, right? And now we got to not only sell ourselves but sell against our competitors who are really propping up. Uh, it's all an indication of the market getting more mature. Uh, Mm. market getting interested in the product. But what we really love, what I really love is the fact from a business perspective, we've barely scratched the surface. Less than 1% of the market today has any solution. Oh, Such a greenfield opportunity. Yeah. No kidding. Um, I tell my team, we don't, we just need to focus on not screwing this one up. Like, yeah. Right. It's, it's awareness. It's
0: visibility. It's just get, getting those meetings uh, and making sure then that you can. Well, I, it sounds like a pretty scalable solution. Right. So, you know, if you had 20 school districts that, that wanted to onboard next month, you probably could do it. So, yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. All oh, right. So. How can so Pat? Um, I don't know how many administrators are listening right now, <laughs> but there's a lot of parents that are listening. How yeah. can a parent help? Kind of get this going here. Huh? It's like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. we need this. Are you kidding? That it's a situ- It's a nightmare situation. Going to pick up my kid. Uh,
1: how can how can a parent help roll this out uh, at their district? Absolutely, and and this is where you know uh, the grassroots level awareness is still lacking in our space. Is that parents? When you're standing in those call lines, it doesn't have to be like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we need to uh, hold our school districts more accountable and use real, uh, use newer technologies. You don't have to chase and dodge traffic with walkie talkies anymore. Yeah, there's an easier way to do it, right? Uh, And and uh, every time a parent and and our biggest growth right now is coming from uh, recommendation from other teachers and parents. Like, if as a parent, my kid goes to school A. And I have another kid in school B. That parent is being really vociferous about school B and their summer camp and their after-school program to everybody else to adopt the system. So we have a very viral uh, messaging uh, baked in, but we still really, really, you know, scratches barely scratch the surface. So for parents out there, for stakeholders, or even if you're in the community and you see traffic in your school neighborhood, it doesn't have to be like that. There is an easy way to solve this. Uh, The solution is not spending millions of dollars in infrastructure development and increasing the uh, uh, parking lot and putting loops in place and throwing more teachers at the problem. The solution is a simple $5,000 software solution. It can solve it. Uh, As a testament to the fact, we are also backed by DOT now. Uh, DOT has done a lot of impact analysis and traffic patterns. What they've realized is we have not only reduced traffic, but we encourage carpooling. We encourage safety. We've... Ironically, we have encouraged more kids to walk home from school and reduce traffic because there's more accountability. Parents in the school neighborhoods are more comfortable letting their kids walk home from school uh, because they know the exact moment they step out of their classroom. They get an instant alert on their phone. They're yep, able yep. to you know, see when they come home. So even on a bus rider, car rider, just a more accountable system. And, and we got to ask our leaders, our elected leaders in school board and in school districts to, to, to do more in these spaces?
0: I feel like this is like a, we have the technology now. now We have, have, you know, we do have technology that can help us improve, you know, beyond just, you know, again, pulling more teachers out of the classroom so that they could do traffic duty, which I'm sure they don't necessarily love i don't know i yeah, i don't know yeah. that that would be the favorite part of my job but uh yeah. sounds brilliant pat bava again thank you so much you're the founder ceo of pick my kid that's p i k mykid.com pat thank you so much for joining us
1: fantastic Josh. thanks for the opportunity really enjoyed chatting with you today